Is that cool? Yeah, we're looking good, yeah. Does the waveform reflect how sexy my voice is? So it's going to be on two for night list. That's fine. Because I don't know if you want any of that. No, I do. All right. Well, <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to Enter the Critic, a yeah, weekly welcome. podcast where we talk about movies, both new and in yeah. Netflix. Welcome. That's right. Welcome I to guess. your doom. <laughs> welcome to hell. <laughs> Speaking of which, word. guys, it's good to be back. I was gone for a while. Yeah, you were gone so it was so nice. Yeah, I know. So I nice. uh, made a little, made a little trip down south. How, how was it? Down to the underworld. Oh, let's see, that, Hades. That down south. Mm. Yeah, I H- thought Hades, you meant Hades said hi. I, th- uh, I thought you meant Tennessee. No, Matt's no. Gesturing to me as if to say <laughs> Barker has a. In- yeah, he knows you're pr- next. <laughs> uh, Cerberus. Two of his heads said hi. Wait, the other the one, third one was totally on vacation. The third one doesn't talk much. but yeah. really He totally sniped him. He's like, oh, Parker? No. I like this. I like this is going. So anyway, <laughs> if you're stuck around, you're in for a treat. This week, uh, we discuss... Well, we didn't in- introduce ourselves. Oh, well, I figured you we'd said, introduce the you movie said first. No, I didn't, I didn't introduse myself. Okay, oh, who, are, who are you? I was, uh, well, I, I'm Chris Klomp. With me, as sometimes, is... Matt Schaefer. No, and you're here as always. You're, you're here as always. I wasn't here the last two times. So yeah, that's not so true. I can't say that anymore. He could say it for either of us. Yeah, we're both true. expendable. <laughs> Are we expendables too? <laughs> <laughs> that. Let me tell you something. The grade of movie humor on this podcast is a. peerless. A. It's it's a plus. A shit story. Amen. <laughs> a shit story. Come come for the lack of solid knowledge. Stay for the mediocre humor. Yeah, that's, that's right, enter folks. The that's right, folks. So, like I said, uh, this week we are discussing uh, Kickass Two, uh, as well as some movie news and some trailers. So to start it off, let's uh, let's dive into some news here. So, the headline. Terry Gilliam uh, makes a statement and reveals a new poster for Zero Theorem. It is starring Christoph Walsh, and the statement is no zombies, no Cape Crusaders, no alien spacecraft, but the poster is still very Terry Gilliam. Um, It looks like a dude sitting in front of a computer with some kind of hat plugged into a giant machine, and there's all these lights, and it looks very just what you would come to expect if you've seen... Terry Gilliam's work. Yeah, uh, the part part of the full um, statement that he released that it contains that also says, wh- which this would make uh, Chris and I very excited. Matt, did you see Brazil? No. Okay. Oh. Um, when I made Brazil in 1984, I was trying to paint a picture of the world I thought we were living in then. The Zero Theorem is a glimpse of the world I think we are living in now. And that so makes that's me exciting. so excited. <laughs> if you haven't seen Brazil, seek it out. Immediately. Um, seek out the official director's cut, yes, not the American ver- release. That's very important. Normally, a director's cut is a, little, a couple things that are added. It may not add too much to the movie. This movie, it really does add quite a bit. It changes the entire movie. Yeah, it changes the entire mood of the film. Yeah, um, for sure. It is like if somebody took 1984 and decided to make it a very dark comedy, that is Brazil. 
Um, it is highly stylized and just a remarkable film. Uh, Terry Gilliam has been one of my favorite uh, filmmakers for a long time. Yeah. Not just with Brazil, but also with 12 Monkeys. So good. Uh, and also Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Yep. All his films have a very just What'd you think weird about? quirkiness What'd to What do you think it. about Dr. Parnassus? That one I have not seen yet. I liked it. I like Dr. Parnassus. I mean, like, I, 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 it's upsetting that it went through the shift that it had to go through because of um, Heath Ledger. Yeah. But I think that it, I mean, I liked it. It, it was like a Terry Gilliam movie. I'm not going to be like, everyone needs to see this the way I am with Brazil. Right. But I liked it because any time I could see Terry Gilliam, I'm happy, you know. Well, it has time waits, so it has to be worth it. <laughs> yes. Although Seven Psychopaths, I don't think that kind of proves against that, right? Huh? Isn't he in that? Isn't Tom he Waits is, in that? He's, he's, it's he's, not, is it good? I love Seven, Seven Psychopaths. Psychopaths. Was like one of my favorite movies. Yeah, I heard great. everybody complain about it. Who complained about it? I'm not like sure. Every, I, I heard two different people from our Se- friend group complain about really? it. Really? Send me their names <laughs> so we can get rid of them. private message. Oh, I'll have so to watch it then. Dispose of them discreetly. It was, Dude, it's so good. It's, oh, it's like ridiculously my good. It's probably good. my favorite like script from last wow, year. Wow, let's all let's, let's wa- just talk about Seven Psychopaths. I'm going to go watch it now because I wasn't seeing it because people were like, "Eh, it wasn't very good." If you, it depends on what you went into. The trailer doesn't do it justice at all no. the trailer right. makes it look like some guy Ritchie film right exactly um yep. and it's not that at all it's I, I hate to use the term meta because it's thrown around so much today but this but is a is movie that is truly meta and oh, it's weird. Um, yeah i mean it had such strange. a great cast that when i heard people saying eh, i was like what no, tom waits uh oh. sam rockwell yeah sam rockwell's right. awesome in it uh, yeah exactly blah, 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 blah. Irish, why can't I think of his name? Colin Farrell. <laughs> Colin Farrell. One of the best roles I've ever seen Colin Absolutely. Farrell Absolutely, wow. yeah. Okay, um, well, I'm going to go see it. Christopher uh, Walken. I will gladly watch it again. I would love to watch it again. I will such uh, a good recant movie. my statement about Tom Waits. So, <laughs> um, but anyway, back to uh, Zero Theorem. I, I, I don't even know what this movie is about technically, but hearing that it is his take on how we're living today, uh, compared with Brazil of how they were living in the uh, early 80s. Um, and one one quick thing that, you know, the statement was no zombies, no cake crusaders, no alien spacecraft. But the next sentence in the full comment said, actually, I may have lied about the last item. So there may or may not be Ooh. alien spacecraft. Hmm. <laughs> the poster uh, is eerily similar to what was for a while an image that was used for an online group that we are all a part of. Yeah, in that's which true. It's just a bunch of guys just talking about being obsessed <laughs> with multimedia. So I'm wondering if that's like the slant that the yeah. movie will take. Just it's about. definitely like it, it's like the, the, the poster that's released is very, it, it kind of combines like, w- like in Brazil, it's very like just crazy like technology, but like from that era built up around like existing things, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. like a building. Mm-hmm. And so this is like in a cathedral, but it's like all this technology, a little bit more current, a little bit more cyberpunk looking right, right. Than, than steampunk per se, but uh, but really cool looking and so very mm-hmm. exciting. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So that's coming out. Does it have a date yet? I don't see a date. Yeah, I don't I don't know that there are uh, like... that, no, no release date just yet, so we'll, we'll have to keep on top of that. So, all right, moving on. Uh, let's see. Here. IMDb has. Uh, oh, it does start. It's going to Des- start Matt Damon too. December nineteenth this year. Okay. Really? Oh, really? Wow. This In year. It- wow. Italy. What? What does that mean? Hold on a second. Is yeah. that? Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Wow. Oh, that's weird. 
Crazy. Yeah, it's actually going to be premiering at the Venice Film Festival oh, on so September 2nd. It okay, so be, it's going to do the film do cir- the, the festival circuit and first. And then get wide release much later, probably. Yeah. yeah, so we probably won't see it till you know, It, does, it has nothing listed for, for America yet, yeah. so we'll see. That's if it does well in the the festival right. circuit. So, All right, moving on. Uh, Warner Brothers is developing a movie called Empire Rising. And wants Guy Ritchie to direct. Yeah. Now this is based on a book by Thomas Kelly, um, released in 2006, and it's about um, an Irish immigrant working on the Empire State Building, like as it's like as it the, doesn't uh, exist yet. So that actually makes the title pretty clever. Yep. Yeah. Nope. So it's so it's 1930s New York. So a lot of like you know the the still like tons of immigrants and all sorts of fun stuff like you know like. People still figuring out where they are mm-hmm. in New York right, right. after the after Lots the of violence depression, and ra- violence and racism. All I mean, that I guess fun stuff. The, I guess this is the 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 midst of the Great Depression. I would, but I would New I York, would think so. New York, yeah. is not you know. I mean, it was affected very differently than like right, right. the Midwest, but yeah. So it's going to be uh, pretty interesting. But yeah, it's about a guy working on the on the Empire State Building, but at the same time wanting to. Help support uh, the Irish Republican Army back oh, in okay. home where he's from. So kind of torn between the new world where he is and the old world and helping them, mm-hmm. you know, figure out what they're doing. So it, it, I, any, I love that time period. Mm-hmm. Like Boardwalk oh, Empire yeah. is one of my favorite shows on TV. Uh, Downton Abbey is a great show on TV, and that's set in England instead of so it's very interesting period of time and right. uh and guy ritchie along with that would be crazy oh absolutely guy ritchie uh is really good at, if you give him anything um period stylized i mean sherlock holmes really kind of nailed that that he has this great way of shooting older uh looking movies like he yeah he's really become a very he's become a very visually uh he's become a very visually good yeah he's, he's a very visually appealing director I would um, say he he's never, you know, he had that period where he was, you know, ruined by Madonna, and he's gotten hey, better. Hey, 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 he did Snatch during that period, and that movie's no, awesome. That, uh, was he married to Madonna? He was dating her at least. That's why. Uh, but, that's but why when, Bullet Tooth when he was Madonna when, songs the whole time. But when he was actually married to Madonna and putting her in like movie roles is when oh, his, it, like oh. the. the yeah. The nadir of his career, yeah. but let's not um, talk about those. Let's no, stick no, to no. Like, but let's stick to Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, right? And, and Snatch. Uh, all I'm saying is he, he he has yet to get back to the true quality of those older films, which did have a very. It's it's tough to get back to that because those two films were very similar, and in order in to kind of yeah they were to kind of get back to that, you'd almost have to start making the same movies again, which obviously he doesn't want to do. No, no. I I would like to hope that the Sherlock Holmes movies did well enough that he would get get this uh, get a shot at this because um, I do I do really really like the Sherlock Holmes movies. All right, and uh, last up here, uh, Neil Blomkamp's sci-fi comedy Chappie uh, is getting a March 2015 release. Um, so Neil Blomkamp, of course, uh, did Elysium. And mm-hmm. District Nine, mm-hmm. and I always thought, man, it'd be great if this guy would tackle something um, a little less deep hardcore and yeah. a little less maybe depressing. Maybe right. maybe do a comedy, and it seems that's what we're getting with this 
with this film here. The film will tell a story, a robot with artificial intelligence who is stolen by two local gangsters. And the two local gangsters will be played by the rap Zeph duo D. Edward Ninja and Yolanda Visser. Yes. I'm a huge D. Edward fan. I was about you, to say, I have no idea excited. what you're talking if, if about. If you don't know what or who D. Edward is. Wait, is that that one band you played for me like super late at night? Maybe. With that... Weird uh, DJ. Just go yeah. on. Okay, yeah, Just go on YouTube. Type in "I think you freaky." <laughs> yes, I have. You'll heard understand that. Okay. it very quickly. Yeah, or you won't. Any. Okay, here's the thing. They they have actually made like completed two music videos that after seeing the final product, they never released because it didn't hold up to their standards of like insanity <laughs> and like and like production and like they they have a very specific like style and look and they're very like good at like maintaining that image and like I, when i had read that i had read that somewhere that that they had two videos that they made and went through all the production and costs and then we're just like it's not getting released right because they were like and nope it, and, and we, i don't know we don't want it to be released so. i don't know if you mentioned it but they are like bomb camp like Charlotte right. Copley. Yep. They are who, South African. They are yeah. South African. Mm-hmm. So, they have one line where it was like the, they have one line or an interview or in a song where they talk about the three greatest things to come out of South Africa with Nelson Mandela, District Nine, and Edward. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I mean, it. Of course, being Neil Blomkamp, it's going to star some people from South Africa, and of course, it's going to have to do with a robot because I think. Or Neil something Blom- futuristic. So, yeah. Well, I mean, Neil Blomkamp always has some kind of futuristic sci-fi thing going on, which is which is great. But instead of doing a riveting uh, commentary on how we are today, he's going to do a comedy, which I think is great. I, uh, I always like it yeah. when d- great directors try to tackle something that's outside of their normal repertoire. I always love that. So. But at the same time, he he is clearly operating under his own modus operandi, which is... Something futuristic, grimy, and and a little dystopian, but yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's but again, he's going for a different tone. Right. I mean, there is nothing funny about District Nine. However, or, or there, there, there are a little bit of comedy. There are two. There are. I mean, uh, there are uh, two. There are a couple moments of humor within both those movies. That's even more in Elysium than District. Yeah, Elysium yeah. has... Like, yeah. I wouldn't say, obviously, I agree. None of it, it doesn't... You don't feel like you laughed the whole time. But there are moments where you laugh. I did. For just sure in District 9 not, and definitely in Elysium. Yeah, Elysium just has some r- moments of, like, ridiculousness that are, mm-hmm. for, were, for me, like, hard not to laugh at. Like, in a good way. Right. I wasn't here for that, but I also loved that movie. I probably maybe like it more than District 9. Which I wow. feel like is an unpopular opinion. That's, but, a, that's uh, a bold I statement. Really, I, don't, I don't know. I really enjoyed it, and uh, yeah, Charlotte. I mean, it Copley. definitely didn't like like District Nine as as great as it is. You don't want to see it again necessarily. It's you not don't want to ex- watch it multiple times. Not okay, I, I owned it on Blu-ray, still in cellophane. Right, yeah. exactly. Like it's not like I mean, it's kind of like Elysium yeah, is a bit more of a standard action film. I can, uh, yeah, I, I, in fact, I'm, go- I'm, I'm definitely my... going to watch Elysium again in order to see more stuff. Yeah, I'm, cause... I'm actually taking my wife to see it this weekend because she was upset that we saw it for the podcast. Yeah, but uh, getting back to this movie, just the fact that it has Charlotte Copley is enough for me to get to see it mm-hmm. after his two roles that I've seen him in. So good in both. Another, roles. another actor, you know, like Christoph Waltz that was talked about earlier. Yep. That yep. it's like 
I've seen him a, do things, and I yeah, want to see him in everything else. It's not a huge body of work that I have to go on, but you know what? They have to, they're going to have to try really hard in something to make me think that I don't want to see them. In fact, so. now I want to see a movie with him and Christoph Waltz. Oh, together. that would be so good. Oh, be awesome. The, the only thing I feel bad about it for is the March 2015 release puts it in the same time frame as uh, Avengers. Avengers. And so that's going to be a tough eh. It'll go for a different hopefully, audience. Yeah. It'll be on a different week, and it'll go for a little bit of a different audience. And hopefully it's far... Like, I, I don't know that it's the same week, um, week and, per se. And but plus, I'm, Avengers at this point is just like a force of nature, and you're just going to have to accept that, that everyone's going to go see that, and hopefully they will also see whatever movie you're releasing within that time frame. Right, yeah. So... Yeah. yeah. So... Well, I'm looking forward to that, so... All right, moving on, let's get into some trailers here. Uh, the first trailer we saw, which I recommended, and then after seeing the trailer, kind of don't know <laughs> how I feel about it now, um, About Time. What about time, Chris? Uh, what about it? It's dumb as hell. <laughs> uh, did you want to read the... I can yep. do that. I can do that. I can do that. I can do this. <laughs> At the age of 21, Tim discovers he <laughs> travel in time. I'm so glad Matt's back so we can start time. singing again. Time. time. And can good. change what happens and is happening in his own life. Making this impossible to edit. Life. You. <laughs> life. <laughs> I hate the fact that you guys have to okay. sing every episode. I really hate let it. Let me let me do a little recap there. At the age of twenty one, Tim discovers he can travel in time and change what happens and has happened in his own life. I just want to keep repeating it. His decision to make his world a better place by getting a girlfriend. What? <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. I need to read that sentence again. <laughs> Go ahead. No, this his is why his decision I to make his. Oh, make his world, not the world. Make his world a better place by getting a girlfriend. Turns out what, to be not... What, would you use your power for that? Not to be as easy as you might think. I could travel through time? Time to get a girlfriend. Time so, to get myself a girl. This movie stars... <laughs> to be Ra- fair, to, to be totally fair, that's exactly what I would do. <laughs> I guess I'm speaking for me and Chris. Yeah, I was about to say, I don't... You got that on lockdown. Um, so this movie stars Rachel McAdams, Bill Nye... Daniel, dumb. Not the science guy. No, Bill Nye. Bill Nye. I guess I sh- it's Bill Nye, but it's yeah. spelled N I G H E Y. Um, that's silent. You yeah, silently pronounce that. Yeah. Oh, so, sorry. I didn't hear you silently pronounce the it. The Y is silent. And uh, our good old, our good old friend Dom Hall Gleason from uh, the Harry Potter movies. Is that oh, that's movie? where I recognized him from. Yeah. Right? Wait. Is it? Did he play one of the... the Is he one of the twins? One of the... What are they? One of the brothers? Is he one of those twins? I know so about Harry Potter. Which one did he play? Yeah. Uh, Yep. Yeah, he's one of the twins. Neato. Is he the one that uh, doesn't get spoiled? Oh, I'm sorry. No, he's not one of the twins. Who is he? He's Bill. He's one of the Weasleys. Oh, He's just not one of the twins. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. I mean, I figured he had to be one of the Weasleys since he's a redhead. Right. So... Oh, yeah, that's Bill. That's, um... Who's which one's Bill? That's the uh, one who works for Gringotts. 
Um, I don't know. He's from he's from he's a ginger from yeah. He works. He's the one who works for Gringotts. He's he's basically like an adventurer. Goes around stealing artifacts Uh, and getting them in the vaults and such. So he's he's a magical Indiana Jones. Yes, I might have to give these movies another. Uh, Yeah, only he does all that off camera and off story. I want to really mention. I want to see that movie. (laughs) I don't care about whiny little. No, we're not talking about Harry Potter. Let's move on. Yeah, let's talk about this so, awesome romantic comedy with Rachel McAdams. So when I first when I first saw the the um, trailer, it said a sci fi comedy in in the description for the YouTube trailer. So I thought, oh, neat! I like sci fi comedies, and I'm watching this trailer, and I thought, ah, it's more of a romantic comedy. Sci fi romantic comedy. Yeah. So. The the whole print like the 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 trailer kind of starts out where you see, um, the main character Tim like having trouble dealing with you know being in a relationship, and then uh, it cuts to Bill Nye telling him, uh, the the men in our family have a special talent, and that is to travel through time, and this is the type of time travel where you don't need a machine. There's n- you just, just do it. Do it. It yeah. seems like it's. Uh, I would assume. You're not. You don't really see it happening, but I would assume it's like an in-body. You just go back. Yeah. To some yeah. point in you, it's like a rewind mm-hmm. type thing. Right. You're not moving from one space to another. You're simply going back and sort of like appreciating the knowledge that you have mm-hmm. gained from living up to that point, right. and then but then just going back. Um, now, I saw a different trailer than you guys did. The trailer I saw made it look a lot more interesting. Where. He keeps going back in time, and every time he like he, he meets her, and he screws up the first meeting, so he goes back with in time it, with the parents or whatever. No, 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 no. no. Oh. When he actually meets her, oh, okay. at like a party, and he says something stupid, so he runs into a closet, goes back in time, fixes it, and then he keeps fixing that for everything that goes wrong in the right. relationship. And then it cuts to a scene where Bill Nye tells him, "Yeah, but you got to be careful. Like the butterfly effect can really screw things up." Right. And then he goes back in time one last time to fix things, and she doesn't know who he is. And it's like the last six months or whatever never happened, and now he has to fix it. Mm-hmm. But like all this other stuff is going wrong, and he can't figure out how. So it's almost like a controlled version of Groundhog Day. Well, that's just what I was thinking. It, it kind of reminds me of Groundhog Day, and that alone makes me forgiving of the fact that it's you know kind right, of a cutesy romantic Groundhog comedy. Day was a semi cutesy romantic comedy, kinda, but yeah. it's amazing. But <laughs> yeah, it's also one of the greatest movies ever made. Oh, I love that movie um, so much. So, you know, I, I'll, I'll give this sh- I might not see it in theaters, but... Yeah, I don't know there's going to be a I'll, theater I'll film, a but uh, this might be one where I go, uh, hey, uh, Melissa, why don't you pick Especially, a movie Especially, you know, one. depending depending on what, what the critics say, if I get the sense that yeah. this is something that has something, you know, if this is a movie that has something meaty to it, other than just see, a cookie-cutter romantic comedy. I refuse to believe that there cannot be a good romantic comedy. There has to be a good romantic comedy. Uh, what? Warm Bodies. Warm Bodies is great. I, I can think of a number we of good ta- romantic was comedies. That on the podcast? No. We did talk about Warm Bodies. We did yes, talk we did. about I Warm forgot Bodies. About that. Warm Bodies is great. Uh, I mean, that's just a recent one. I, I, I know a lot of others, but that's just a recent yeah. one we talked about. Love Actually. It's very good. You should see it. Uh, um, you which, should which definitely see it. Which one's that? Is that the one where the woman goes off to Italy? And no. It's well, like a bunch I mean, of different stories with Hugh Grant and some other people. Uh, it's good. Okay. I don't think you like this one, but... Uh, What's the one with, uh, not, no. This episode of Enter the Critic, <laughs> Matt and Chris try to remember movie titles. 
Uh, the Road. <laughs> Wait. Oh, yeah. Oh, my no. favorite romantic comedy. <laughs> the nothing, Road. There, there are some romantic... No, no, there's nothing... No, I... There's nothing I'm funny kidding. or romantic about that 28 Days Later. Oh, kind of. Wonder, wonderful say, romantic uh, guys, comedy. Guys, we're, we're forgetting the best romantic comedy. Cloverfield. <laughs> no, no, I was going to... Uh, honest to God, the best the romantic comedy. The way that monster comedy, looks into their eyes. The best like, romantic comedy. Shaun of the Dead. Yes. No, agree. Agree. Best romantic comedy. <laughs> yeah. What? That's not a romantic. I mean, Cloverfield comedy? is all it's about him going across the, c- the city to the get Cloverfield's his about some guy making the ultimate sacrifice mm-hmm. for some chick <laughs> that it broke up with him and is dating another guy. <laughs> all right, you know what? I I will get groans across the board. Uh oh, here it comes. But drum roll, please. Oh, is this sh- freaking Ryan Reynolds movie? Definitely, maybe. Get your great out of here. Great. No one likes comedy. Ryan Reynolds. Great romantic. No. Whoa, 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 Hold whoa, on, whoa. though. Whoa. It's me... not just Ryan Reynolds. It Abigail has. No. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean that. That's beside the point. No, it has uh, Isla Fisher. Okay. Who's awesome. And and for the record. I think and Elizabeth Banks. Correctly, I think Ryan Reynolds is pretty good. Uh, and Elizabeth Banks. You're you're all the great. worst. And Rachel Weisz is great. That, this podcast is over. I'm not producing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. Have folks. you seen Definitely Maybe? Yes, you made me watch it, and it was so horrible. It was awesome. Shut up. You're bad. <laughs> you told me you were like you were I like you. go download it right now. This was like when we first started hanging out, and I said I disliked him. You're like you gotta see Definitely Maybe. I oh, watched see, it. You were just blinded by your hatred uh, of Ryan see, Reynolds. Here, here we go. You're just just blinded by uh, yep. everything he does is just shit, shit, shit. I'm not gonna enjoy <laughs> that's this an, at all. That's an incredible Parker impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> So. Anyway, what are we talking about? Uh, <laughs> well, comedies that are good. Yeah, uh, but no, anyway. before that. Oh, about time. Well, yeah, everybody go see it. <laughs> might, might be good. So moving good on because I accidentally. Good job, podcast. Cl- uh, moving on because I accidentally just closed that window on my. Uh, That's computer. fine. We have nothing. <laughs> we have nothing more to say about that. Uh, the next uh, trailer we saw was Closed Circuit, which unfortunately is not. A sequel to Short Circuit. <laughs> Considering uh, Short Circuit wait. already had a sequel. <laughs> Two sequels. I think there was a third I'm one. I'm pretty sure well, there was a third one. I, yeah, I meant like a fourth or fifth <laughs> sequel. Uh, anyway, yeah. Closed Circuit. Martin and Claudia are lawyers and ex-lovers who find themselves put at risk after they join the defense team for an international terrorist's trial. All right. This movie stars Kate Locke, Catherine Press, Patrick Warner, Ricky Nixon, and Eric Bana in the lead role. He's not top build. Yeah, where are you looking? <laughs> I'm, I I'm even... on IMDb. Oh, he, yeah, he was like that, in the majority of the trip. Yeah, that 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 cast list is bonkers. Like, yeah, that doesn't it's all make over any the place. Sense. I can't even. I don't even see Eric Bana. And I mean bonkers in like a bad way, not like well, not bonkers. like that gum from back in the day. <laughs> not like bonkers, the gum. <laughs> Wow, deep cut. <laughs> oh, that's such a deep cut. I don't even know what it is. Um, <laughs> that's the one in the commercial. They would eat it, and then the big pieces of the fruit would fall on their head. But yeah, oh uh, yeah, here here it is. Eric Banner is definitely like the here it is. Stars Eric Banner, Rebecca actor. Hall. Yeah, that yeah sounds, there you go. That sounds great. a little closer to it. So, uh, director John Crowley. What has he done? I have no idea. Oh, Alistair Crowley? Mr. Crowley! <laughs> bam, bam. Um, he has done... Oh. Is anybody there? <laughs> Intermission, Boy A. Boy A. Boy A. Boy A. 
<laughs> yeah, so nothing we know of. Yep, nothing, uh, nothing of consequence. So that doesn't bode well. <laughs> um, this movie shouldn't give anybody a chance to do something new and break out. <laughs> so this movie looks like, uh, as I was watching the trailer, it looks like the trailer, not like just tonally, like the trailer for Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Where the trailer tries to make it look like this exciting, you know, yeah. action. And it's probably going to be a, you know, pretty standard, not pretty standard, but a, but a, a just a crime mystery um, with no action or incredibly can little. I, it's going to be character-driven be dialogue. I, I've seen many trailers like this before that th- that do exactly what you're talking about. Yep. And more I like to call not, it some trailer foo. Yeah, more often than not, they just turn out to be so boring. Yeah. I remember there was a Russell Crowe movie like this a couple years back that had like a very similar trailer where it made it seem like there were like a ton of like assassinations and chase scenes mm-hmm. and stuff. And yep. the movie was just so dry. Yeah. And, um, but so this yeah. movie, this this trailer makes it look like that, like it's going to be riveting and... And and full of chase scenes and assa- like you said, assassination attempts, and it's probably just a whole lot of people s- like standing in a courtroom talking and then going to investigate. It's probably there's like, like some tense music when they're like looking at evidence photos, yep, and then yep. yeah, like yep. World War Z. Yep, just like so boring. <laughs> <laughs> the book, the book. Oh, ah. oh yeah, gotcha. <laughs> Although it's nice to see Julia Stiles doing something again. She's yeah. in this. Forgot to mention yeah, uh, reprising her role. Uh, her riveting role from the Bourne movies that everyone remembers her <laughs> from. What are you talking about? She was in that movie with Heath Ledger. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, that one. That one. That one. Yes, you. Ten Things I Hate About You. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant The Dark Knight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was. She, well, that, she was an extra. In yeah. She had that cameo as Harley Quinn for like a second. Oh God, that would have been awesome. But anyway, really, Julia Stiles is Harley Quinn. No, I think that would have been a good no, fit. no. But just to see a cameo with Harley I'm, Quinn would have been awesome. <laughs> I'm the Joker's girlfriend. Mm. There's intense things going. Save on the right last now. dance. <laughs> save the last dance. Now I just want to. Now the I just please Joker. Save me the last dance. Now I just want to fan cast who should have played Harley Quinn if they would have put Harley Quinn in there. Don't care. Oh, uh, yeah. Comic books, guys. Oh, you know what would have been good? Anna Ugh. Kendrick or Jennifer Lawrence? <laughs> yeah, both of the them best. at the same time. I would have been okay with Anna Kendrick, role. even though she would need to get her hair uh, dyed blonde. Cause, you know. No, I will fully admit Anna Kendrick would not be good. You know, Shoot 'em Up is a pretty good romantic comedy. Oh, great. Great <laughs> romantic comedy. <laughs> yeah, oh, how did I forget God. that one? Right? <laughs> There's a great romance. Ch- Children of Men. <laughs> Children of Men. Oh, my gosh. Now... It's a little odd in that <laughs> the one romantic figure leaves the film. Yeah. <laughs> like, about a third way in. Yeah, I was going to say, pretty early yeah, on. Yeah, but, you know, but it's still, still a great romantic oh, comedy. Yeah, totally. Oh, so touching. Hey, guys, let's turn this off and go watch Children of Men. <laughs> oh, my. I would totally. Let's do that. <laughs> Falling uh, Down. Falling Down, I think that's a good romantic comedy, too. All right, that's enough. That's Wait, enough between shit. Robert Duvall that's and... Parker, let's just put it on the shelf for now, and then at the end of the podcast, <laughs> when Chris thinks he's safe to end the show, pull it right back off the shelf. Oh, you know I'm going to. I know. You I know can't, I can't wait for you guys to tie this into how expensive the uh, Geek Remix albums are. <laughs> we will. Although uh, a couple of people have told me that, that they know that's their cue to turn the podcast <laughs> off. <laughs> Oh, they're they're ending. <laughs> yeah, oh they're man, they're so ex- okay. Done. They're doing they're doing this thing, are they? We're out. <laughs> 
Did we watch a movie for this podcast? We no. did indeed. No, 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 no. So no. let's uh, let's move on to so that. I guess we can end it. Yep. This. Uh... <laughs> Parker, Parker oh, okay. just removes his Parker headphones. Just throws it down. He's like, like, I'm out. Like, I'm, I'm done. So, all right. This week we saw uh, Kick-Ass 2. 2. The costumed high school hero, Kick-Ass, joins with a group of normal citizens who have been inspired to fight crime in costume. Meanwhile, the Red Mist plots an act of revenge that will affect everyone Kick-Ass knows. Uh, why don't you do me a favor and read off who... Uh, show, show, show. This film stars Alan Taylor Johnson as... Dave Lazuski, a.k.a. Kickass, Chloe Grace Moretz as Mindy McCready, a.k.a. Hit Girl, along with, uh, there's some other names. Uh, why don't you read off, uh, let's see, let me find out here. Not oh, of course. Uh, oh, Christopher, uh, Min- Christopher Mintz-Plus, who plays. Uh, and Donald uh, uh, Faison. Donald Faison, isn't it? Of Scrubs fame. Uh-huh. The only has, reason to watch Scrubs. Well, yep, not, that's uh, not true, but the biggest reason to watch Scrubs. Uh, Clark Duke who, uh, from The Office, among other roles, uh, Hot Tub Time Machine is in it. Oh, and let's not forget Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. Mr. Jim Carrey. Yes, he is. I think it? he's on the poster specifically. Because I think I think they're doing some hardcore trolling uh, with him. Uh, if you guys uh, remember a while back, we talked about how Jim Carrey was not going to promote this movie because he was uh, super upset about gun violence in America, so he decided not to promote this movie. And so he is on every single poster. Which <laughs> is interesting because his character is not anywhere near the most violent character. Not even close. See, uh, I, I did not read the... Graphic. No- I haven't read either of the graphic novels, no, but I didn't not. spoil this by reading about this one. And I was under the impression that Jim Carrey's character, especially by the way he was belly aching about this mm-hmm. movie, yeah. was just a really like twisted guy. Even though he was like fighting, I thought for the he good- was going to be this version's, uh, this universe's Punisher. Yeah, just like gun toting, grenades, exactly. Works. Well, I, even, maybe even worse. I thought he would be this guy that kick ass and hit girl like get involved with and you know he he seems okay at first but then they find out that he's this really like messed up sadistic guy right not really not even not, not even really the close case. he's got no. kind of, he's kind of the 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 one character that is the most level-headed yeah where he's leading them around going like all right uh here's what we're gonna do we're costume superheroes we're going to work at soup kitchen yeah we're gonna work at soup kitchens we're gonna like help people cross the street and if we really have the gumption we're gonna knock some heads around sometimes sometimes but But we're we're gonna do it carefully yeah exactly you know so he's the most level-headed out of all of them yeah and and he's a good guy too like he's he's a pretty good guy i mean the only violence he shows is to towards you know uh, human traffickers. Yeah. So, so, uh, but we're getting a little ahead of ourselves here. We uh, are. So we let's are. get into what we thought, uh, Matt. What did you think of Kick Ass Two? Kick Ass Two is an entertaining film. It's not a great film. It's a pretty good film. Okay. It's 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 very entertaining. It's not as good as the first one. It um, suffers a little bit from from trying to do I feel like a lot of what the first one did and not quite succeeding not yeah, quite reaching yeah. quite reaching that level but it, it's a very entertaining movie it's got some really cool action sequences um I uh in, in preparation for Kick-Ass 2 I sat down and finally watched Kick-Ass Yes you did um and I I I you know have to recant uh pretty good 
yeah. pretty good. I don't I don't know if I just wasn't in the right frame of mind the first time I watched it or just uh, didn't have the right thing for breakfast that day or if I was just plain grumpy. Because uh, I remember not liking it the first time around and not even finishing it. Um, yeah. And then rewatched it with you guys, and I got to say, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. So what do you think um, of this one? This movie, uh, it has a lot of things going against it right out of the gate. I felt that in the beginning of the film, it's rushed. They're trying to mm-hmm. do too much because you have you almost have three individual stories going on at the same time in the beginning. You have Kick-Ass dealing with, you know, being One, the head yeah. of this yeah. little group of people. Not the head so much, but they always say, like, you're the reason I, the I wore a, a costume. So he's dealing with that. You have Hit-Girl dealing with the fact that she still wants to be a superhero because she promised her dad, I don't, you know, I'm not going to stop protecting the city. Um, and then you have uh, Red Mist slash... The motherfucker, yeah, uh, dealing with you know the basically his origin story, um, and and it just feels like you have three main characters doing three individual a lot stories. Th- a lot in does happen in that like first yeah. half hour. Although we see a lot of John Leguizamo, and I love John. Le- I, although I will say, I, I thought about this through the film. It's almost like John Leguizamo's career is an- the anti-rock. Uh, career where they just put him into <laughs> a series that they want to die. <laughs> so I don't. I, I think this is gonna this this is gonna make its money back easily, and I think they'll do the third one. Yeah, they do want to do. I think there's three graphic novel novels planned. So um, now that was one thing that I, I I saw that I was just like, wow, this is, feels really rushed, and then it slows down a bit uh, for the for the second act, which it needs to. Um, but you're but then it ramps. To, it, it does ramp up yeah. towards the end. It, 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 you're, you're just introduced to so many characters, uh, so many different personas with all, all these different uh, superheroes uh, running around. Because uh, you got to meet Kickass's team, and you got to meet uh, the motherfuckers' yeah. team. And I thought about it. My dad's gonna hate this episode. So my dad doesn't like it when I <laughs> when I curse. It's like, hey, the character's sorry, name folks. is motherfucker. The character's name is the motherfucker. You know. And it's not censored um, in the film, nope. so we have to be, have uh, to be true now, to the film. Another thing that I that confused me about this movie, it is rated R. If I'm yes, not mistaken, it is. it's rated R. This movie has a lot of times where they try to hyper-sexualize 16-year-olds, like, more than once. Um, yeah. And it's really, really, like, confusing? And like why they would go that route, and a little well. Disturbing. To be fair, to be fair, the source material is much worse, from what I understand. Okay, I mean that it's doesn't Frank, surprise me. It's, it's Frank Miller, no, so no, Mark Millar, or, Mark Millar, Mark Millar, not not Frank, Frank Miller. Miller. Uh, Mark Millar, yeah, but it's uh, it's it's him. If it, if it was Frank Miller, all the women would just be uh, like. Hit girl wouldn't be allowed to do anything except be a stripper and then get hit a lot, <laughs> get um, beaten to a pulp. Like just get beaten um, to a pulp, because <laughs> that's that's Frank Miller style. Yeah, no, but the, yeah, I don't know. I part of it, part of it is that she is this like. Are you referring specifically to Hit Girl? Um, at or not times, there, there, well, there are they're not entirely because uh, she meets up with a bunch of friends or not friend like. These these teenage girls are like 
invite her over to a sleepover. And, like, there's some really, like... Well, to be fair, those other actresses I don't think were 16. Okay, all right. That I makes think, me feel a little better. I, I but think, they're playing 16-year-olds. Yeah, but I think... No, no and not, not really, because she's friends with the upperclassmen. Oh, is that is that how they get around it? Yes. Okay. She is friends okay, with the upperclassmen. Like, part. that girl that's a total, you know bitch to her is uh, a senior i believe ah, okay. so i wouldn't be surprised okay. i mean i can look up that actually no no no, no. Story, I, I mean i don't want to get into it too much that was just one of the things i noticed i'm like wow um, but yeah hit, that hit girl hit girl is definitely <laughs> like really but, confusing but I, i'm a bit more forgiving of it in this movie than the last one when you can argue that she's even slightly sexualized when she was like 10 12 13 uh, the actress was probably 12 or 13 and ah. yeah she was playing a character that was yeah. supposed to be like 10 yeah so I, but th- those were some of the things I had a- a- against the movie. Where it's just the the pacing seems a little, the pacing actually seems really off. Um, pacing was definitely a little strange. Yeah. But things I liked about it, um, Chloe Grace, how's that last name? Moretz. Moretz. Chloe Grace Moretz is slowly becoming one of my. Favorite young rising, star, yeah, just, rising starlets. She she's good in just about everything I've seen her mm-hmm. in, and uh, I really liked her performance in this. I thought it was really she, well done. In my in my opinion, uh, maybe a little less so for Kick Ass One because Nick Cage is also really good in that. Yes, film. absolutely. Uh, but but certainly both films would not be nearly as electric without this little girl that's running around kicking ass yeah swearing up a storm like it really is it really is something that that ties everything together Mm -hmm. because you have these she's more the main character of the story than kick-ass is in ways yes and and she ties the whole universe together because you have the one side of these stories which are hyper-realistic superheroes that really can't do much. That don't do much just, at all. It's very realistic in the sense that they're constantly just getting the crap beat out of them. Right, exactly. They and they're, don't they're, have their skills are limited. They don't have their weapons are bats. Their weapons are just <laughs> you know just standard melee weapons. Yeah, at the most yeah. like maybe some. Small and they're stopping and like petty crime. Right. I mean, let's be honest. Most of the time, they're stopping low level. crime. And then on the flip side of this, you have real, somewhat realistic depictions of just like. Crime Lords. If Batman was Which, actually... Oh, I'm sorry. You're talking about the Crime Lords. Yes. yes. Yeah. Like, you're, you're going who, after... They're going who, after, like, mobsters. If, yeah. Who... You know, if if you take, like, upper-level people in the mob, they are dangerous people that you right. do not want to mess with. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of bridging that gap is Hit Girl, who, even though she's a young girl, she's extremely skilled. Right. And like crazy, like she can kill anyone. She yeah. says she can kill. She a makes man. that joke. I can kill. I can kill a man with his index. I can finger. kill a man. Yeah, I can kill a man with his index finger. So that that she like ties the whole series right. together because you have this one character at the at the most unlikely place, which is just a, a young girl that mm-hmm. you're able to get right. behind and be like, thank, thank you. Someone on like the good guys side actually has knows their what shit together doing. and knows yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. So uh, and and her performance I thought was was great. Mm-hmm. Um oddly enough, I really like Jim Carrey in this. I wish he wasn't being such a a, a like yeah, he was whining really about good. this cuz he does a great job in this movie. He's a character un- he's oddly more of a stable character in this than many of his past much of his past catalog. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, he, this is almost not, him being reserved. Yeah, he's not over the top and zany, really. He just plays this really solid, like, uh, you know, guy who you, you can tell he's he's seen some shit, but uh, <laughs> Colonel but he wants to strikes. do good, and he wants to, you know, help lead these people that, without his help, Kick-Ass included, they'd be just kind of misguided. They wouldn't know what to do. Getting themselves killed. Yeah. yeah, they would just be getting their you know, asses handed to them. So, um, yeah, his, his performance was great. Yeah, and, so... A lot of the performances are really just just nail it right on. Um, the one <laughs> I'm trying to find his name because I I don't know his his real name. Who? You, which character are you referring to? Uh, the uh, the motherfucker's uncle, Uncle Ralph, played by uh, Game of Thrones actor. Yep, yep. He plays uh, Jeremiah Ser Joris or uh, no, who does he Jer- play? Jeremiah Yeah, Jeremiah Um Ian Glenn, who is, I believe, a Scottish actor. Yes, that's right here. He's Scottish. Um, he plays uh, the main villain's uncle who is in prison and does the most atrocious New York accent I've ever yep. heard. Yep. It, it is It is worse. It's pretty bad. It is worse than Michael Shannon's accent in Premium, uh, Premium Rush. <laughs> Premium now, bad. to be fair, he still sounds like a badass doing it. Oh, he still sounds like really badass, but you can tell you can that tell that is you, somebody like, with a non-American accent. I don't know what accent that is, but it is not New York, sir. No, that is that is what that is what Europeans think. <laughs> it's that a New people York sound accent. like in New York. Yeah, and it's... And I was really surprised because like I'm I'm watching and they reveal who the uncle is. I'm like, oh, it's it's Molmont. That's cool. Yeah. Wait, that doesn't make any sense. He's Scottish, and then he starts talking like, ooh, <laughs> well, ooh. so. But as far as the movie itself overall, I agree with you. It is entertaining. It has m- some problems, um, and it, it it certainly is not as good as the other one. Uh, it really felt like this movie had some. I wouldn't be surprised if there was some writing issues where like too, it, it felt some like there were too many writers. Translation. I know uh, they they made a lot of changes from the first film to the from the graphic novel to the to the first film. N- not a, not a lot of changes. A lot of in a lot of places is frame by frame, but a couple big plot lines they changed. Uh Without giving too much away, in the graphic novel, the mother of Hit Girl is actually a prominent character ah. that isn't killed off or before the story even begins in the first one. Because she's not around in the first movie even. And she's actually in the graphic novel. She's in this graphic novel mm-hmm, in, mm-hmm. in Kick-Ass 2. And that kind of, I noticed that kind of had a ripple effect where it kind of changed. You had to like sort of weave in and out of storylines that wouldn't make sense right. now that she's dead in this storyline. So that I, I think they came into more awkwardness trying to adapt some of the story from the graphic right. novel. I feel like the changes that they made in the first one after reading the synopsis of the graphic novel mm-hmm. were good. I feel like now it kind of came back to bite them because they're like, Ooh, I don't really know how to navigate this character arc now. So I feel and, like that might have been one of the contributing things to make the plot feel a little weird. And I, and I, I will say this: the and I'm, I'm not going to give it away. I don't want to spoil anything. Um, but the very, very last shot for me was a bit of a groaner, just a little bit of like, oh, okay. And it really does. I mean, it makes it very apparent we're getting a third one if this does well. Right. Um, but there were parts where I thought like, oh, okay, 
Well, it is what it is. Which it is not. It, you, it is not doing well, actually. It's only no, six, no, and sixteen million. Um, and I'm not sure why it's Although doing it's so. Poorly. Production budget's only twenty eight million. It'll make it back. Yeah, it'll it'll definitely make its money back. But it is getting really uh, shot to hell in um on like Rotten Tomatoes. I think it's it's, it's low twenties or something yeah. like that. And I don't think it deserves that. No, 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 no. Because it's an enter- It's definitely an entertaining yeah. film. And yeah. I I feel like an entertain. <clears throat> you know, this is me being kind of like pseudo you know projecting and how i feel the world should work but i feel like a genuinely entertaining film even if it's not great or even that good should at least be above 40 no no i i agree in the 40s to 50s range um Um, if it if it is solidly made not even solidly made if it's just you know adequately made mm mm-hmm um, the storyline can be tracked from point A to point B without too much of problems, and you know it's edited correctly. Yeah, it and it's enter- and it's it. entertaining. Yeah, and it's entertaining. I mean, I've seen train wreck films mm-hmm. uh, get a better score than this, specifically, and I'm I'm never going to stop complaining about this damn movie. But Savages, which uh, yeah. is still up there with the angriest I've ever been leaving the theater. <laughs> Just, I hated that movie so much. That movie is probably uh, got a higher rating than this on the on well, the tomato I'm, meter. I'm double checking you and that actually. That's that 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 saddens me to no end. Savages 2012. Yes, it has a 51. percent Yeah, and that movie does not deserve a 51. percent That movie deserves to be like erased from history. I <laughs> God, I hated that deserves movie. A, deserves, deserves a negative. Yeah, like my, that that movie. Score. I almost left, no lie, in the first ten minutes of that film. Wow. I almost walked out because of all Yeah, like, and, and this is... Yeah, that's the thing. This is not a movie... And the other thing about this is that even though it has pacing issues, there's never a point where you're like, Ugh! Yeah, no. I can't believe I'm sitting through this. I it's sat through this film with a group of teenagers sitting directly behind me, smoking weed the whole time. I still sat through this film and yeah. enjoyed it. It's interesting you say that. I'm we not making about, that up. <laughs> we were talking about warm bodies earlier. That's the only experience I've ever had, like being in a theater with like people just smoking weed right behind. Yeah, me. it was. It was it's very. I don't have like a huge problem with weed culture or whatever, but it's very annoying in a film. Oh hell yeah, it is. I was just like, the, I'm the just smell sitting alone there. is very distracting. I'm sitting there and and I'm hearing you know the lighter, and then I'm I'm hearing somebody stifle a cough, and I'm like, and then there's usually some. Muffled laughter to go along with things. And I just kind of turn around places. and look, and I'm like, "Oh, it's all teenagers." Yeah. Oh, great. And then, like, I was like, "Really?" in In the middle of the theater, you guys got gull. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there is one scene that I'm curious about in this uh, very short scene that seems to divide people. Mm-hmm. Um, Lay it on that, me. that you know, you know, maybe maybe they would like it otherwise. I don't. I think that's bullshit. But. Uh, Without giving it totally away, the scene where Hick Girl confronts her high school terrorizers. Oh yes, with uh, uh, with no, a no, certain. No, we'll, 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 yeah, yeah, we'll just leave it at that. She confronts. Um, it it is a very shocking scene, even by the standards of these films. I thought it was too over the top to be shocking. If yeah, I wouldn't. Sense. I wouldn't say it's shocking. I guess, it's, but it it's. It's just it's, it's pretty it's ridiculous. Laugh out loud, ridiculous. I thought it was funny. 
I I thought it was great. I, I laughed. I um, laughed heartily. I didn't think it was too out of bounds considering this is the same film series where she was, you know, calling people the C word and constantly and decapitating them. So, you know, I I don't That's another thing. She uh her her character and I, and I don't know if this is because uh um in real life she is not not like hit girl at all. I know I know when they were filming the first movie she she said flat out like if I said anything that my character says off screen even in between takes like I you know my parents would yell at me like crazy and like yeah, grab me yeah so I'm I'm you know um because in in even in this version uh Hit Girl was a lot more reserved as far as the language is concerned yeah um because in That's the first true. movie there were some <laughs> why, there this movie or at least the first movie. I had not seen the same level of language since The Exorcist. <laughs> of, from, of, from a young girl? From a young yeah. girl saying no, yeah, the yeah, most yeah, yeah. horrible things. This, this topped The Exorcist. <laughs> well, and my great hope, and I said this after I saw the first one, my great hope is that she will actually be a child actor that manages to stay like pretty normal and level-headed throughout her life. Yeah. That way, that way in like decades when people bring up the argument of like, oh, should, uh, we shouldn't be putting, you know, we shouldn't let child actors be putting these crazy roles where they're having to say, I'll be just be like, no, no, look, look. She made it this out This one right. made it out fine. Yep. And she did things that I would get in trouble doing anywhere. I'll say, she was saying stuff at 10 that you would get in trouble for saying at 26. Yeah. Like, it just like, in, like in my friend group. Yeah, which yeah. is saying if, a lot. If, if some of these words came out of your mouth, I think I would just be like, "Man, what the hell?" Yeah, why? Whoa, what? dude, calm down. This is this is. I mean, it wouldn't even be to be in public. It could just be me and you in my house, right? And be like, dude, knock it off. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but all that being said, yeah, check this movie out. It's not. It's. I don't know why it's getting such bad reviews. It's definitely it's check it out. If you film. if you like the first one, go go see it at least on Blu-ray. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely it's not worth something that you need to spend your hard-earned money on to go see in theaters necessarily. No. But it, it's definitely a Blu-ray watch. Get yep. some of your friends together that you know, assume assuming you all saw Kick-Ass One, and you will enjoy this film. Like, there's really not, you know, you can you can pick apart some of the the issues that it has, but it's not something that you're going to come away with negative feelings about. Right? No, it's just no, not no. that kind of movie. It's it, it's a movie about you know, crazy. You know, just. A superhero attempted superheroes just doing dumb, ridiculous, crazy things. Precisely. So let's uh slap, slap a rating. Slap on a rating on this bad boy. Ooh. This is uh a hidden spoiler. It's not gonna give anything okay, away to, to anyone that knows it. Um throw it down. I will give it sixty three out of a hundred and five, okay, uh, shards of glass. Oh, oh, yes. Uh, picked yes. up and used very quickly in very a very quickly. devastating way. Yes, yes. I, I'm, I'm also not a uh, spoiler. Um, I am gonna go. Um, twenty-five out of forty-five. Uh, just demolished hot dogs. <laughs> just, just yep. ripped apart hot dogs. Yep. Which is a very, very 
interesting foreshadowing. Yep. 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 So. All right. Well, our producer isn't here to close this well, out. He didn't see this movie. So. No, he didn't. <laughs> He'll see it when it comes to Blu-ray. So, all right. Well, on that note, uh, I think that about wraps it up for us. Yeah, here. I just uh, thought of another great romantic okay. comedy. Yeah, though. Ahead, um, Schindler's List. <laughs> <laughs> I was saving that. Like, when we were talking about it, I was just like, well, that's the ultimate expression of of that joke. So Okay. All right, well, look forward to Do we have people to thank? Oh, you know. <laughs> yes, we do, and you d- derailed the box. No, 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 no. Don't th- Keep listening, everybody. Please just wait for us to thank people. I'm leaving that pause in, by the way. I'm sure you will. It was deserved. Uh, <laughs> uh, Ninjas vs. Podcast had their live show. It was great. I yeah, listened neither, to it. Neither I did listen to it. I wasn't there, uh, unfortunately. Nah, but nope, they did give us they did give us uh, a shout out in front of yep. a live studio audience. Appreciate so we have to give that. them a shout out back. No, it's not like I don't usually give them a shout That's out. That's true. We usually do anyway. But but yeah, totally. Let's check out Ninjas vs. Podcast. Uh, also on the Eric Turbio Podcast Network, mm-hmm. which we are uh, kind of affiliated with. Yeah, um, a little bit. Considering that you wouldn't be listening to us if it wasn't for Eric Turbio. I, I would say we're we're a part of it. <laughs> yup. Um, also, uh, want to plug the Geek Remix albums. Thanks to, uh, Bobby Roberts. Uh, he provides the intro and outro themes. You can check that out at geekremix.com. Just three free albums. Matt, Matt, you want to contest this at all? No, no, no. Parker's not here. I'm not, (laughs) I don't, I don't do that when he's not here. Cause he, I don't roll that way. Uh, yeah. Three free albums of just some fantastic remakes uh remixes of uh just just some funky themes if if you want to if if you listen to a John Williams score and you think you know what this needs mm. some funky bass and a backbeat hell yeah that's what you're going to get so check them out at geekremix.com so all right well, that's all I got this week uh, Matt any any final uh yeah visit the underworld Surprisingly, surprisingly, a wonderful nice vacation, vacation spot. Huh? spot. Um, go maybe a little earlier in the year. Better rates, <laughs> better flight prices. So. All right, everybody. Well, until next time, I'm Chris Columbus. I'm Matt Schaefer. We'll see you next time. Bye.